Once upon a morning, there was a freshly brewed McCafe coffee. It was made with 100% Arabica beans, yet something was missing. Fear not, in the distance, a sausage McMuffin with egg rides toward the sunrise in quest for breakfast. The perfect pair met at McDonald's, and mornings were happy forever after. Right now, get a $1 small coffee and a $2 sausage McMuffin with egg from the $1-2-3 menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hi, and thanks for joining me for this episode of Legal Q&A. This is utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station, and I'm your host, Peter Lamont. All right, so today we're going to tackle a question about requesting an adjournment or a continuance. So in other words, you've got a court deadline or date or hearing, and you need, for whatever reason, to change that. Today we're going to talk a little bit about that when you can do it, why you can do it, how you can do it, and what other things might come up. But before I do, I want to talk to you for a second about online marketing and your online presence. We all know how important it is. If you're a small business, large business, entrepreneur, whatever you might be, you know how important it is to have an online presence. And if you need help either managing your Facebook page, creating a website, building a mobile app, uh, having a, a, a mobile website, even SEO, search engine optimization, then I suggest that you check out blakedevelopment.net. Blakedevelopment.net is the discount leader in website design hosting and online marketing. Websites start at just $200 and they have search engine optimization packages starting at $300. BlakeDevelopment.net also specializes in logo creation and trademark. Call 844-SITE-123. That's 844-SITE-123. So give them a call or check them out online at BlakeDevelopment.net. All right, so moving into this question, um, the, the question arises out of a number of questions, actually, all asking the same thing. Uh, one of them was, I need to to get an adjournment of a court date. How do I do that? The other one was from a state where they call it a continuance as opposed to an adjournment. But let's just tackle the whole thing all at once. All right, so first of all, depending upon your state, it's either an adjournment, an extension, um, a continuance. It doesn't matter what they call it, but that's essentially, they're all the same thing. And it's really requesting additional time from the court for your either deadline or hearing, trial, whatever. So what you need to know in general is that the procedure for requesting an extension, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm just going to call it an extension and understand that I mean adjournment, continuance, okay, but we're going to talk about extension. The procedure varies from state to state, court to court, judge to judge, so you need to really understand how each judge operates. So, for example, the standard method for requesting an extension is to write a letter to the judge asking for the extension. Now, that generally involves you contacting your adversary and asking for their consent. It makes it much easier, much better for you to have the consent of your adversary and then the judge will, you know, generally speaking, be more inclined to approve 
your request so long as all the parties consent. Now, in cases where your adversary does not consent, then you might have to file a motion or um, maybe your court will allow you to submit a letter and indicate that you have made good faith efforts to obtain the consent of counsel, but uh, consent is being withheld. So that's one way of, of approaching it through this letter idea. But then let's expand upon the letter. You know, how do you get it to the court? You mail it? What do you do? What if your court date is the next day? Well, maybe you want to fax it. Well, not every single judge will allow you to fax it. So you've got to call the judge's chambers, speak to the secretary or the law clerk, and ask permission to fax the letter. So this highlights the idea that I talked about a second ago concerning the fact that this varies from state to state and judge to judge. You have to ask. You've got to call. You've got to ask. You've got to say to the secretary of the judge, listen, I need to request an adjournment or an extension. What is the procedure that the judge would like me to follow in doing so? Understand the general procedure is to write a letter. Um, Before you write the letter, try to get consent. If you can't get consent, write the letter, indicate no consent, and see what the judge wants you to do. But I would always call. Okay, so that's procedurally speaking how you'd go about doing it. Why would you need an extension? Well, there's so many reasons I can't even list them all. Maybe you have a family emergency. Maybe you have a health crisis. Maybe you're not ready for the hearing. Maybe you're trying to get an attorney. Maybe you're waiting for evidence to come in. Um, You know, a whole host of things. Maybe you need to do something else in your case, like take a deposition, before you can have the hearing. Who knows? The fact is that things happen. They happen to us in our personal lives. They happen to us in litigation. And um, I think that the overall feeling I have is that most judges, most courts are pretty willing to give you an extension so long as you can justify, and it doesn't need to be like, you know, oh, here's my doctor's note, but justify why you need the extension. And the other thing with that is that the closer you get to that due date or deadline or court appearance, and then you request the extension, it's a little bit more difficult than if you do it with ample time. But I do think, like I said, that the courts understand that things happen and, you know, you might need to get a different date. Now, when would a judge refuse to grant you an extension? Well, there are circumstances when that would happen. So let's take, for example, a case that has had multiple adjournments, multiple extensions, multiple requests, and it's getting very old on the judge's docket. The judge might say, no, this case has had enough extensions and we can't grant, I can't grant anymore. Okay, that's that happens often, uh, especially in older cases where a judge is trying to clear that case out, get it off of his docket. Uh, you know, don't forget, judges have bosses. There are assignment judges or judges that are superior to the trial court judge who, you know, are administrative. They have administrative roles, and the the trial judge doesn't want to get a bad report, a bad rating, um, and he wants to just move these cases as quickly as possible, but within you know a reasonable bounds of fairness. So it is possible for a judge to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't give you the extension simply because there have been too many extensions requested previously. So that's one reason. Another reason might be that the judge doesn't think your reason is valid enough. So 
you know, you say um, I can't make the trial date tomorrow because um, I don't know. I have to go shopping for my my kid's birthday. You know, judge is not going to accept that. Obviously, a better example of when a judge would approve it is if there was a health emergency. I'm sick. I have no transportation. I mean, things like that. I've even seen, though, let me get back to that that point I just made about the no transportation. I've seen a judge deny a request for an extension because the person who was requesting the extension said they didn't have a vehicle. And the judge said, you knew about this case well enough in advance. You had every single opportunity to try to get somebody to bring you. You could have taken public transportation. You did nothing. And therefore, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you the extension. Okay. That we're talking, you know, primarily about court appearances. Well, what do you do if you've got motion deadlines or filing deadlines? Well, my feeling on that is you've got to be a little more careful with paper filing deadlines. Okay. I think that motion deadlines, um, you know, in some states where you've got mandatory non binding arbitration and you've got to file a trial de novo, those things can be very tricky. Some of those documents, don't even allow for an extension to be given like a trial de novo. Um, So I would say that you've got to be a little more careful with paper documentation and deadlines in that sort of thing. If it's discovery, if you're exchanging documents with another party, then, you know, you can often request an extension directly um, with the other parties and you can work it out that way. You could stipulate, you could agree yourselves to extend um, it's it's different, and I think that you have to look at what the document is. Uh, clearly, a motion that the court has said must be in by a certain date, you're going to have a more difficult time getting an extension of that as opposed to a discovery um, you know, deadline that's set forth in the court rules. You know, everybody has to comply with discovery with the next date. Um, maybe, you know, you and the other party says, listen, let's agree to extend that date because neither of us are ready. That's something different. But overall, um, A, it's possible to get an extension, okay? You've got to do it the right way, which means contacting the court, getting the rules the way that they like to do it under your belt, sending a letter, conferring with your adversary, try to get their consent, then make sure that you've got permission to to fax the letter to the court Give the judge good reason in your letter. Make him or her understand why you need the extension. Don't just request the extension. And um, and then, you know, you should be good to go. And those are, are primarily for in-person appearances. On paper extensions, motions, discovery, deadlines, just be a little more careful. And, you know, ask. Ask. Because you might have a judge understand you not being available for a settlement conference where the court selects the date all by itself without even checking with anybody. The judge might say, all right, well, you know, no problem. We'll adjourn that. But they might be more um, rigid with a hard and fast rule concerning discovery or motion filing or trial de novo or, you know, whatever, any of those things. So make sure you look into it and ask questions. You can call the court. You can call the judge's law clerk. You can call the judge's secretary. But ask. Don't wait till the last minute and then be surprised because that's when things go south. So that is the you know, general overview of seeking a continuance or an adjournment. 
Uh, make sure one point I want to make every time you write something to the court, you know, you should be copying your adversaries. So if you're going to request an extension from the court, even though you have the consent of your adversary, you should always CC or copy your adversary on your letter that you wrote to the court. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. Um, it was a good question and uh, or a good set of questions because really they were all pulled together from a number of inquiries. I hope that um, it makes sense to you. you. You understand a little bit more about the adjournment process, the continuance process, whatever it's called in your state. And I want to remind you that you should all be subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already because we come out with these shows and I want to make sure that you're aware of all of the shows that are coming out. You know exactly what's happening and that way you can kind of follow the topics that really interest you. So the podcast, as as those of you who subscribe know, it's available on iTunes and it's totally free. All you have to do is go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and then you'll be notified when new episodes are available. Separate from the podcast, please keep in mind that we have a YouTube channel, and the YouTube channel has different content than what we do on the podcast. So make sure that you have subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. I want to thank you all for your comments, your feedback, your questions. Uh, Keep them coming. I love it. I want to be able to get through as many questions as I can and help as many people understand the law and business a little bit better. So keep them coming, and, and please, you know, if you want to really, um, you know, do something that, that just means so much to me, please just leave a review on iTunes, you know, for the podcast or on, uh, on one of our videos on YouTube. It really means a lot to me uh, to know that you guys are making use and, 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 you know, getting some benefit from the stuff that we're putting out there. So I want to thank you for that and keep them coming. Also... I just want to remind you that if you're in the market for some web marketing, website, you know, app development, all the things that we talked about earlier, SEO, then check out blakedevelopment.net. That's B-L-A-K-E development.net. Professional and, uh, and priced right, I've got to say. You can check out their website and see all that they have to offer. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thanks again for listening. Please don't forget to share this information with your friends, family, and colleagues and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'll see you next time. savings on new and previously leased furnishings. That's right, huge savings. At Court Furniture Clearance Center, choose from our wide variety of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. You'll find sofas from $199.99 and more. Everything in our 9,000 square foot showroom is Court certified, guaranteed, and in stock. Ready for delivery or to take home today. Visit our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.